Hello, and welcome to the World of Autism podcast, a podcast about all things autism. I am Dr. Jeff Knight, and I'm on a mission to create hope, peace of mind, freedom, and confidence for these children with autism, and in serving their families to help create the happiest, healthiest versions of themselves. In this podcast, we dive deep in creating many different solutions, talking about resources, and providing insight and stories of hope for families that suffer and have challenges with autism. Please join with me, and I look forward to connecting with you. Hello and welcome to the World of Autism podcast. I'm Dr. Jeff Knight. I'm glad to be with you again. This is episode 11. Hopefully you guys have had a chance to go back and listen to some of our other episodes. Um, Really, my goal here is to continue to just provide a ton of value for for you and your families, um, provide different things to think about, different ways and scenarios that potentially could be helpful for you as a parent of a child with autism or maybe you yourself have autism, um, are on the spectrum and are looking for other things that could potentially help out. So um, today I'm going to talk about something interesting that um, I learned over the years, and it's uh, the title is Generational Toxicity. And it's really the first time I learned about this is kind of surprising, yet at the same time it makes a lot of sense. And generational toxicity, what is that? So basically what that means is that there can be certain levels of toxins that can be passed down from generation to generation. In fact, um, a researcher, uh, Dr. Michael Skinner, um, discovered that there can be four generations connected to um, toxins that can be passed from one generation to the next. And um, we, we have seen this happen with different families. Um, there's definitely, I think, you can think of individuals, and, and I've always found it interesting when I've met families that have multiple children that are on the autism spectrum, then this is something where you kind of have to consider and maybe look at this as a possible connection to that. There definitely is gonna be some genetic connections to why maybe multiple family members might be on the autism spectrum. But at the same time, you can't ignore the fact that there could be some generational toxicity. So uh, this biologist, Michael Skinner, um, he basically said that you know toxins potentially that affected our great-grandparents could actually be in our own genes as well. And so that's the, the main concept of um, generational toxicity. And, and there's a couple different ways this can take place. So there is the physical inheritance um, from mom to baby in utero that can be transferred for four generations. So um, in utero, there's definitely different toxins that can get passed on, such as mercury as well as lead um, are two of the most common ones that have been researched and found to be um, something that does get passed on from mom to baby. Another um, way of affecting uh, the genetic uh, makeup of someone is what we call epigenetic transgenerational, um, which means genes that are of susceptibility um, are turned on for four generations. So let me break that one down a little bit for you. So when we use the word epigenetics, that means that our genes have a certain makeup 
and we can influence that specific gene similar to as if I take a key and I put it in a door and I can either lock or unlock that door. The same thing with certain genes. We have certain genes that if there's a certain influence or a certain um, environmental factor that's present, whether it be good or bad, it can have a different response on how that gene shows up, okay? So if there's negative toxins, then that gene might show up in a way that's more problematic. If there's something that's more positive, like we can turn that gene in a positive note, then that gene will express or show up in a positive way. <laughs> so hopefully that is helpful to understand the, the power of epigenetics and the power of the environment that we live in and how we introduce things to our life. So this is where a lot of the things we've already talked about up to this point in some of the past podcasts. I know the last podcast I put out, we talked about glyphosate and how that can have a profound impact on our health. Um, we've talked about diet and nutrition. We've talked about gut health. We've talked about even um, the benefits of certain um, products that can be, um, be really positive, such as essential oils or um, some other techniques that, that can be used. So the, the idea with this is it really can provide a little bit more hope, a little bit more um, confidence to realize that there is more influence that we have with supporting our body and supporting our children's body that might have autism. Um, going back to things that can be passed from mom to baby in utero, um, one of those things I already mentioned was the mercury. So mercury is a heavy metal toxin and the most common way that people will be exposed to mercury is through silver fillings. So silver fillings from dentists, um, you know, a silver filling is actually 50% made of mercury. And then there's, they call it an, an amalgam because it's melted and meshed with other metals as well. So nickel is another metal in there. Silver is included, um, but mercury is the, the bulk of it, unfortunately. And mercury has been shown to be a neurotoxin. Uh, it has been shown to um, you know, create some different challenges in, in individuals with their, their brain, hormones. Um, it definitely can get into the tissues of our body and cause added inflammation. So there was a, a study that was done in Europe. It's called the DRASH study, D-R-A-S-C-H. Um, and they found that the amount of mercury in an autopsied um, infant corresponds to the number of silver amalgam fillings in the mother. So pretty fascinating to see a correlation between silver, silver fillings in a mother, um, the amalgams, in comparison to how much mercury was found um, in a child, uh, an in infant. Uh, another interesting um, thing that uh, was found in a different study, uh, the, this one comes from holistic dentistry and it's uh, basically the, the headline for this study was in new 2009, but it says a mother's dental amalgams increased child's exposure to mercury before and after birth. Um, so the, the interesting thing about the after birth, you can only think that possibly even in a mother's milk potentially, um, 
you know, there's definitely uh, some question marks with that. Um, a pr another study showed that there's a potential exposure of prenatal mercury um, from moms and their dental amalgams can actually have some connection even with some autism severity. So that uh, was done by um, uh, a researcher named David Geyer, um, Jeanette Kerr Kern, and Mark Geyer um, uh, from the Institute of Chronic Illness. So again, these are pretty uh, interesting um, things that people are discovering. And um, unfortunately, this can definitely create, um, I guess you could say, uh, individuals being more and more susceptible to a toxic exposure that then can lead to a negative effect on their nervous system and having this be a potential, you know, connection to um, the overall condition of why someone might have a, a more severe case of autism or not. Um, there's so many factors. Let's just agree that to, to really say that there's one thing that is causing autism, we can't say that there is one thing, but there is definitely multiple things that can contribute and multiple things that can influence and, and potentially make a situation worse than, than what it is. Uh, along with mercury, um, lead is another heavy metal that can be passed from mom to baby in utero and um, and really can be um, most commonly found in the bones of, of pregnant women. And so when the baby is growing and the mother is, um, you know, basically helping, you know, develop this baby, sometimes a mother's body will actually take and break down certain um, aspects of the bone to release certain minerals. And unfortunately, sometimes that release of minerals to transfer to the baby can bring with it lead that may be stored in the bone. And so that's another concern is that, um, you know, causing more and more of a toxic burden for this poor newborn um, child that is coming into the world in a toxic, um, stressful environment. And then only going forward, <laughs> because of the food, because of glyphosate, because of being introduced to other toxins, etc., you know, there it puts puts children at a at a greater risk. And so, you know, it's you you could argue that this could even easily be connected to autism. You could argue that this could possibly even be connected to the increased amount of allergies, the increased amount of um, autoimmune conditions. So uh, I'm not going to make any claims that that's connected 100%, but again, like I said, you could argue that there's some high possibility that this generational toxicity is leading to creating more stress on an, a child, and therefore when they're expo exposed to more, um, they're already kind of shooting behind the eight ball. Um, and whether it shows up in the form of autism or it shows up in the form of asthma or allergies, who knows exactly why that may be the case. Sometimes there are going to be certain genes and certain genetic tests that may um, highlight some possible, um, you know, potential there. However, at the same time, like we talked about with epigenetics, there can be certain genes that are turned on in a negative way in grandma. And if that gene continues to stay turned on in grandma, well, that she could transfer that same 
negative turned on gene into daughter, which then could transfer that to son or daughter going forward. So it's really kind of a, a fascinating and interesting concept. Um, you know, and, and, and again, talking about babies being born with the higher amounts of toxicity, they're the environmental working group, um, EWG, uh, they actually, several years ago, they examined the cord blood of newborns and they found that um, some of these newborns began life exposed to as many as 287 of the 413 toxic chemicals that were actually found in the study. So an average of 200 toxins were found per baby. And uh, they go on to, to say that 180 chem chemicals found are actually known to cause cancer. Um, so even since 1950, we know that cancer rates in children has risen significantly. And in this, in, uh, this reference uh, that I have here, it says that it's risen above 67% since 1950. And um, according to the Columbia University School of Public Health, they actually made a statement that 95% uh, of cancer is caused by diet and the environment. So environment meaning all the toxins, chemicals we're exposed to, and diet is pretty obvious as far as the food and beverage that we put into our, our body. Or sometimes maybe the lack of good stuff that we're putting into our body to counteract some of that, right? So um, pretty, pretty wild situation to consider. Now, I know this information can be um, somewhat uh, overwhelming and kind of like a almost a, a doom and gloom type of a thing. And that's not the purpose of why I'm sharing this with you, but more to inform you that this could be um, a piece, a piece of the puzzle. And what can you do about this to make a difference and potentially even change the trajectory of your children or your grandchildren um, or even yourself? Uh, you know, the good news is, um, we can actually do things to help the body detox, to help pull out heavy metals, to help pull out mercury, lead, aluminum, to help pull out glyphosate, uh, you know, to help, you know, remove any of these things that are creating more and more havoc on the body. So there's definitely positive things that can be done to limit or minimize the amount of um, generational toxicity that could take place. So. Knowing what I know now, I'm, I'm now in my 40s, um, if I were to go back and prior to getting married and choosing to have children, one of the big things I would have done is I would have gone through and done a pretty you know, focused uh, detox program and you know, been just consistently doing what I can to prepare my body um, to minimize you know, any potential negative triggers that could go on from passing from mom and you know father down to baby so so um these are these are some things that we all have some power in um in our in our corner where we don't have to feel like we're you know stuck or that we don't have any options to really make a difference but if i would strongly suggest anyone that potentially um, that comes from a family that has autoimmune conditions in the family, anyone that comes from a family that has um, uh, autism for sure, or any other um, health condition similar to autism, such as um, some other things that we could throw into that category that affects the brain um, and the nervous system would be 
ADD, ADHD, um, potentially can also have some unique connections from generationally. But yeah, I would say any autoimmune condition, anyone that has autism run in the family, um, anyone that has, you know, developmental delay or OCD tendencies or maybe anxiety and depression symptoms, um, anyone that has, um, you know, a history of um, hormone imbalances, those are individuals that I would strongly encourage and invite to take a moment and to, um, to really do a, a serious thought on, on detoxing yourself prior to, uh, prior to actually, you know, choosing to maybe have children, um, more for the sake of the, the health and benefit of your future children. Now, again, there's, here's, here's just something else to say with that. <laughs> there's people having children all the time and, and those parents might not be the healthiest individuals and those children seem to be just fine. Um, so there are some situations and scenarios where this isn't going to reflect, but again, it's, it's kind of using the whole concept or idea of, of what are my odds or what are my chances or how likely are these things to take place. And, and if we can decrease the amount of potential negative things that could go on, um, then that gives us a little bit more confidence and a little bit more of a chance to, to say, Hey, I've got, I've got some hope now. Ultimately, when all is said and done, things are going to happen. This still is an a imperfect world we live in. Our bodies are not perfect. And there are going to be scenarios and situations that can even alter genes, not just through toxins and chemicals, but even emotions and stress can alter our genes too. Um, and Dr. Bruce Lipton has definitely um, done a lot of work to, to show that to be, be the case. Um, so know that um, the best we can do to try to create harmony and peace in our life <laughs> um, to you know take care and nourish our bodies in a positive way and then to minimize any toxic exposures that we either knowingly are exposed to or maybe we have no clue that we've been exposed to certain toxins or chemicals and if we can remove or eliminate those things then that's going to give us a chance to have a better possible outcome in the long run, again, for ourselves, for our children, for our children's children, and even for our great grandchildren, like uh, Michael Skinner, the biologist, um, discovered that toxins can be passed for generations. Okay. So um, again, get, get in touch with a healthcare provider that you know, that you trust and have confidence in that that can help um, provide a program such as a detoxification program, one that is thorough and not just a 21 day cleanse or a 21 day detox. It's not gonna do the trick, but one where you are persistently um, you know, doing what you can to minimize. And then, and then even revisiting uh, you know, detoxing regularly throughout your life, so, you know, such as maybe once a year or maybe once um, once or twice a year or maybe once every other year. I mean, everyone's going to be a little different depending on their lifestyle and what they choose to do and how they, um, you know, are making efforts to to be healthy um, on their own. So so take take note of that. And and again, understand and realize there there's always hope and there's always options and potential to improve a situation. The body, again, as a reminder from 
and, you know, early podcasts, our body is incredible and it has the potential to, to thrive. We just need to make sure we're giving it the right tools and resources and environment to make sure it can do that. So I hope this was helpful. Again, generational toxicity, the nuts and bolts of it, you know, take proactive measures to um, try to reduce that in your life and in your family's life and and then go forward in, in living in a way that's going to be um, uh, happy, optimistic, help, helpful and uh, um, an ideal situation for you. But again, as always, it is a pleasure to connect and grateful for a chance to bring this uh, podcast to you. Please, um, if you have questions or topics that you want me to review, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know um, through our podcast platform. You can find us on all major podcast platforms out there. And uh, please do share this with friends and family that you know would be able to find benefit from this. Have a wonderful day and we'll catch you next time.